0: What the fucking fuck? Welcome to a podcast with Jordan Hass. Shitload of fuck. Here's the theme song. I guess we're live. Hello. Welcome to a podcast with Jordan Haas. It's episode three. Episode three of this podcast. I'm here and I'm wishing you good times. This is the free version or the paid version. I record these in advance, so I don't know which one's which. But uh, if you are tuning into the free version, welcome. This is a weird show where I just ad-lib for a little bit. There's going to be a review here. And then if you go to patreon.com slash Jordan Haas, and you, I think, pay five bucks, there's a full version. And there's going to be a lot of game reviews this episode, because I just recorded all of them, as well as there's also this segment with the news, because people really enjoy the news. I guess that's a paywalled segment. Um, but this is just the part where I get to chill out for a bit. This is the ad libby. Because I figured this is the part that I think should be always be free. It's just this little part where I get to chat with you guys for a bit, tell you what's going on. Um, so coming up later is going to be a Kirby Dream Buffet review. Uh, a little pink pup ball that loves to munch. Yum, yum, yum. Um, but, yeah, like, this has been a weird week, again, for me. Um like i i'm very hungry and <laughs> i'm not saying that because of kirby i'm just saying that because just i maybe it's because summer it's like right before bunch, a lot of people are leaving go back to school but like i just i ordered a lot of food delivery and it just was all terrible for like the last few days um it's bad enough when it's my mom that gets sick. It's bad when it's me and her. So it, it's just been like, well, I could cook, but a lot of it makes a mess. And then I have to clean it all up. And then I just get frustrated because there's not enough time in the world to do all sorts of things in this world of ours. Ah, no. Okay, so, um, so I, I'm trying to figure the fuck out what's going on here. Like, I, I checked Twitter I check social media. I, I, people like this Andrew Tate. Is he like an Alex Jones or a Ben Shapiro, like one of these weird psychopaths that only like weirdos like? Because like I look him up and the I get like people who like stand him like a really weak-minded simp for this guy. And I, I tried to do research. I'm like, oh, this is a guy who got kicked off big brother in the UK. So if even the big brother in the United Kingdom has more morals than social media, then we are in a real doomed economy here. (laughs) Like, what the shit? Um, Yeah, I don't know what – he looks like Pitbull if Pitbull was really into blackpilling people. That was kind of weird. Um, But also another thing is uh, Kiwi Farms, another shitty website. Uh, I get it, though. Uh, It's that drama culture, that that Encyclopedia Dramatica, uh, what was it, Hell Dump and Something Awful, that you do something weird and creepy and I don't understand, so I'm going to harass you on the Internet. Uh, And then um, lawsuits hit. And now Cloudfair might drop them. Which is uh, obviously a great thing, uh, because the more and more you can get people away from being assholes on the internet in this regard, uh, the better it is. Because a lot of times these uh, internet assholes—I mean, I was one of them—not not a docs or any of the shit, but like you know that antagonistic person—you uh, you have to do is you have to make them build a circle of friends who like them for who they are, you have to reframe their thought process, and that takes a lot of time and effort, and unfortunately, a place like a Kiwi Farms enables these people to do their worst experiences and lash out at others because of either their own insecurity or because they feel that because someone's a little different than theirs, that that means it's okay to uh, harass them, and most of the time it's because they're gay or trans or bisexual or really like Sonic the Hedgehog or some other sort of thing. What i have noticing more and more now often is it's people, and, and I, I don't want to turn this into a weird uh, situation, it seems to be people who are on the autism spectrum antagonizing people on the autism spectrum, and it's like that's kind of bizarre to me. Because when you're looking at trying to be passionate about what you enjoy and the different types of uh, strain, I guess, I I would say there's many different types of autism. Um, It's it's a spectrum, as you might hear. Uh, It's the ability to process emotional needs as well as the ability to process passion and expertise and knowledge. And a lot of the times, the people who are in the antagonistic zone, uh, they're pushing people away, and they're going to say really apparent things, either because South Park made it cool, or one of their favorite YouTubers said it, and it just becomes this toxic trait of theirs uh, that they kind of grow into. And, and it's usually time and time again because of the circle that they've built. Uh, Rather it's their friend group or because they don't have friends, it's maybe their parents and their parents watch a lot of Alex Jones and all this shitty kind of weird uh, neoconservative viewpoint things and it just fucks them up. Uh, So yes, uh, I I 100% think we should stop being assholes to people on the internet, but we should, however, in comma, Uh, encourage playful uh, chuckles. Like, if someone's in the mood to be like a heckler, you can heckle them, for instance. I, I think there's still that need for like, hey, this is not working out, or... Uh, people making jokes because obviously, like a lot of times, people make fa- like intentional cringe things for the purposes of baiting people into leaving those hate messages, and I, I would strongly want to encourage them to continue baiting those people because it works. I I know that because a lot of comedy actors do it, and it's fun. Um, so it, th- th- those have been like the two big social media things. Uh, other than that, it's been mostly a quiet afternoon, right? Right. Like She, she Hulk came out in in uh, on Disney Plus, and I I think it's funny because it's a lawyer show, and they keep trying to joke it's a lawyer show, but it's um to me it, it's just sort of a uh, it's a. It, it needs more fourth wall breaking. I, I, I think it needs to be a lot more funnier. And I I really hope later episodes they go into it because in its current stature, it's just like every of these Marvel Disney Plus shows where it's like, I, it all looks a little cheaper because obviously it's a streaming service and it's the CGI looks really bad. Pa- Why can't you just get like gray makeup just, it just the CJ doesn't look right, and, and that includes on Mark Ruffalo Hulk and on She-Hulk. It's just, just not really sketched out well. And I just want it to be more funny. I want more attorney funny. Uh, I want it to feel exactly like what I think a lot of people want She-Hulk to be, which is just Marvel's answer to Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, because Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, is one of the bunniest Adult Swim shows. And she Hulk should be just as funny about this. Like they—they they had a whole comic book where Spider Man was on trial. They could, of course, do this. Um, uh, I don't—I don't really know much. Um, but yeah, I'm—I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I like it. Uh, another thing I watched recently was the finale to the rehearsal. Nathan Fielder's newest project, HBO Max. I talked about this on Twitter. It was such an emotional whirlwind. Now, I, I will be honest. I thought the whole story arc about him being a parent was like a good for two episodes and it ended up being four episodes long. I thought Ugh, that's not necessarily what I like. But The Fielder Method remains one of my favorite episodes of of, uh, the rehearsal just because of like the borderline layers of, of subtlety about acting and where actors go instead of acting and stalking behaviors and someone impersonating Nathan. All of that was just great. This finale, I think it was mostly about Nathan and Remy. And that was kind of the big relationship. And then it goes into like... Him being a mom and just going to perspective of being the mom agreeing to take part in the rehearsal. So there's all this meta commentary and it's very surreal. And I know Nathan Fielder's comedy is very surrealism mixed with awkward to make it funny. I I like it. Um, I The only catch is, and here's my big catch. Here's the big Jordan hot take of the episode. Hey, folks, this is the Jordan hot take of the episode. You're, you're getting ready for it. I'm tapping on the mic. The, the rehearsal is no different than I think you should leave. I think this is going to get meme to hell. People are going to like it. And then just like anything else online, people are going to get fickle and get sick of seeing like the rehearsal memes and then just quickly uh, disintegrate until the next season shows up. Then they watch it. Then they'll compare it to last season. They'll go, well, it's not as good as season one. And they just get annoyed because comedy snobs are still comedy snobs at the end of the day. So rehearsal is equal to I think you should leave in terms of comedy and presentation and the fact it's just a streaming service on comedy. It's going to get memed to hell. You're going to see people uh, meme uh, everything from the uh, Scion 100 miles per hour uh, all the way to like like just an empty uh, we decided to hire uh, background work because it saves us $15,000 and just blank chatter. Uh, I liked it, but I just, mmm, I know people were talking about Better Call Saul, the Better Call Saul finale, and hey, Mamma Mio, what a lot of fun, I can't wait to see its sequel, Breaking Bad, see how that goes, um, Bob Odenkirk is one of the most talented actors, obviously one of my favorite comedy actors, I was a big fan of Mr. Show, so I'm, I'm sad to see it end, but at the same time, it better fucking get an Emmy, but most likely it'll go to Barry or or uh ted lasso uh so let's just get to the next part here which is uh the dragon ball movie came out dragon ball z superhero i don't know anything about this movie but all my friends are watching this it's an anime movie featuring a guy named goku and gohan and piccolo and there's superheroes in it and hey look there's only one superhero in our life and that's Jesus Christ. No, no, it's uh, My Hero Academia. Uh, I, I, I've been recently trying to get back into My Hero Academia. And I, I'm learning more and more, is this going to eventually be a live-action show and it's going to end up being, like, sky-high and it's just going to end up being miserable? Because that's just... Cause, ah, that's been my anime live-action fear of all time. The live-action My Hero movie, coming soon. Um... But no, no. Like Dragon Ball, I saw the trailer to Dragon Ball Z Superhero, and it, it looks a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not gonna really gonna watch it or review it because uh, essentially I was I was only like casually invested in Dragon Ball. I I wouldn't say like that made me go oh anime is all terrible. It's just like the. I think it's mostly because when you're growing up watching Toonami and Dragon Ball Z is on, it's just like, here's 30 minutes and they're just standing there screaming and then they're saying exposition, what's going to happen next? Find out on Dragon Ball. And obviously a movie like this, they're not going to do that. It's going to be open and shut like one quick story arc for about 90 minutes so that I think is really great. Um, the, the best part about these movies, I would say, Because apparently Dragon Ball Z did very well in the box office over this weekend. Uh, To me, that's a W. I I think that's always a W when anime wins at the end of the day. Uh, Not because I don't like anime or anything. To me, I think anime definitely is in the mainstream now. And, you know, like, to me, that's always been more, like, still the biggest... Hurdle is trying to get anime to be more mainstream, even though you look at things like Pokemon Naruto, uh, you look at things like Death Note, you look at things like One Piece, you see all of these anime titles show up from time to time, Sailor Moon, um, and it's usually looked down upon by like older generations, um, and it only was until like the 2000s with the big anime internet boom. That you, well, also, I guess you can say in the 90s with Suncoast, uh, the 2000s anime boom would grow into this popularity of anime. And now that like 2000s is like 20 years ago, the people who grew up watching a lot of anime are now the ones buying the tickets and the ones having kids and the ones. Uh, in the positions of power sometimes that maybe a Cowboy Bebop live action can be made and then get angrily uh, reviewed on by by weirdos on the internet. So to me, anime is mainstream now. But when you see stories like a Dragon Ball Z movie get successful, that to me wins. Although to me, I would say one of the better uh, movies I recently saw was Promare. I, I still uh, enjoy Promare as one of those Really good movies. Firefighters. Heck yeah. Um And also uh, when it comes to anime as like it needs to be more present like like it's gonna be seen as a foreign film. Because obviously when we look at anime in terms of like the prestige, it's always Miyazaki movies, like Ponyo and, and Spirited Away. Uh but when it comes to like the fun thing of like Dragon Ball Z, I know that's coming from like nostalgia kids like me 20 years ago would watch dragon ball so there's that nostalgia feel it's the same reason a lot of people today are getting back into digimon or getting back into pokemon it's a part of the childhood that they had and we're growing up now and even though there's like things like boruto which is naruto as a daddy It's not really getting the the kind of like uh, praise as say Dragon Ball Z would because Goku's a dad, Vegeta's a dad and that's kind of cool too. So it still holds up in that regard as well. Although I mostly get all my info from like Mega64 videos. I think Trunks has pink hair. I like Trunks, he has cool hair. Uh, so, so th- yeah, that's, that's been what I've been watching, obviously in game shows, uh, password, uh, people, people place plays things still going on. I reviewed that last week. So be sure to check out last week's episode. If you want those reviews, it's in the full version, I believe. Uh, and other than that, I j- am currently as of like recording right now, installing saints row as a fan of saints row. I pre-ordered the game. I'm gonna buy it and and see how it works. People are saying it's not as good as other Saints Row games. Other people are saying the writing's off. I gotta give it my own thoughts. I gotta see if this is as good as it is or as bad as it is, because Saints Row is one of my favorite games from the PS3 era. So if So to me, I'm putting on a very high podium. If they're rebooting this game, it better be really good. And most likely I'm going to be disappointed and we'll find out in a future episode. And that'll be great, too. So that is going to be the first part of this. Uh, I hope you enjoy my upcoming review of Kirby's Dream Buffet and coming up later, I mean, history of Kirby, uh, a Jackbox Party Pack thing and more. So, uh, stay tuned to that. Wouldn't that be lovely? So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Enjoyed this review. this article here we go so once in a while there is this weird game that comes along that i like and we like to coin it a jordan game it's not a big time fps game or role-playing epic but almost always it's a quirky indie game with a fun mechanic that is silly but enjoyable to play fall guys is an easy example from its in-game show uh, you know it's game show mechanic uh, snacks with its Munch Monster characters is another, it, but it's seldom rare that it would be a first-party title for Nintendo Switch, but here we are, Kirby's Dream Buffet. Kirby's Dream Buffet is a minigame Munch Travaganza, and yes, you will hear Munch a lot in this review. The game reminds me of Tilt and Tumble, but not in the way of motion controls. And a bit of Kirby Nightmare and Dreamland with the minigame collection. But essentially, somehow they made a Fall Guys Kirby, or, as it's most likely going to be compared, Mario Party. You play as Kirby, the lovable pink puffball that loves to munch. Only here you can customize the Korb by being yellow, blue, or even burger. And yes, you can even have different hats, including a hamburger, or the Kirby cake, or even a cute bandana like Kirby's best friend, the Waddle Dee. Each game is broken up into four parts, a race, a minigame, another race, and a battle royale. The object in all counts is simple, munch the most strawberries to win. Races take anywhere between 4-8 to eight minutes and are all based on foodstuffs like cake, waffles, donuts, and yes, hamburgers. Collecting strawberries on the course is important, but also being first on the trek as you earn bonus strawberries for your placement. This is almost make or break. Then... A relaxing mini-game that can best be described as a 20-40 to second game where you catch strawberries, jump on enemies, or get to punch a crate to get strawberries. It's very quick and you'll probably forget about it. Then we do another race level, because it's the only thing they really have with the series. At this point, I should say that the controls in this game are actually really good. And the logic of the game does make sense. Hey, having a condiment on the track will slow a player down. If you fall off, you can puff your way back to the track. Bloop, 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 bloop. But a major problem is the cameras. It isn't really helping guide you to where you need to go. In many ways, the race mode feels an awful lot like a game you would have seen on Nintendo 64. And plays on key with a Pokemon Stadium in that regard. As we conclude another race and a 50 strawberry bonus, we now conclude with a battle. In the Battle Royale, you try and knock your three other friends, or online randos, off the floor and collect their strawberries, but be careful, Master Hand has tongs and is looking for dessert, and if you get picked up, you also lose strawberries. This is the Fusion Frenzy finale, but Kirby with nothing saved and no end goal, just bonking Kirby into the void, while collecting strawberries and power-ups. Once time is up, it's not over yet, because just like Mario Party, we gotta do some bullshit bonuses. Maybe you floated the most on a race, or maybe you ate a blueberry somewhere on the track. Here, you get 40 bonus strawberries, and oftentimes, when the game is scarily close, these bonuses would make or break the game. Now, luckily, while Mario Party, it would be frustrating because you spent half an hour to maybe even a full hour playing a typical game of Kirby Dream Buffet is actually less than that. It's roughly 15 minutes. So just like a Fortnite or a Fall Guys round before it, if you have the time, you might just have room for another game and forget all about what happened back then. But unlike those titles, this is not a free-to-play title. It costs fifteen dollars, which, considering the mini-games and races and multiplayer capabilities, I would say this is exactly at the value you would put a title like this. As a way to pay Kirby, uh, play tribute to Kirby for the 30th anniversary. This is one frantic, fun game that I am sure you will enjoy. But I'll also be sure it'll be forgotten like the Kirby Fighters series. But if your favorite games from Kirby were the SNES minigames like Gourmet Race and Dream Course, this will be right there in your favorites list. For anybody else, it'll be seen as a fun minigame series that you would enjoy for a weekend and then go back to whatever you were doing. So that's why I will give this game a 3 out of 5. Did I even bring up how bad the camera is? Because Jesus, the camera is are just not where you need to go. Ugh, it's just very frustrating. I like it's really like Nintendo 64 PlayStation Caliber camera, and that's the frustrating part. But it's such a cute game, and it's Kirby and he loves to munch. And I love when Kirby munches because he's a pink puffball that loves to munch and it's Kirby. Oh, no! Oh, well, I'm going to go play Kirby. I'll be right back. This concludes the free version of a podcast with Jordan Haas. To listen to the full version with more segments and past episodes, please visit patreon.com slash Jordan Haas.